welcome to another edition of the Hermeneutics Podcast. I'm your host, Naam O'Brien, and this is the program dedicated to the art and science of biblical interpretation. We are joined once again today by Dr. Mike Abendroff, pastor of Bethlehem Bible Church of West Bolston, Massachusetts. He is also the co-host of No Compromise Radio, a ministry of Bethlehem Bible Church, and their motto is always biblical, always provocative, always in that order. Now, on today's episode, we have the conclusion of my conversation with Pastor Abendroff, in which he discusses a tendency, perhaps even a dangerous tendency, within certain sects of nuthetic counseling or biblical counseling groups that treat the Bible as merely a counseling textbook for the purposes of behavioral modification. This approach, heavily relying on proof texting or out-of-context interpretations, has been labeled by some the nuthetic hermeneutic. So with that as our introduction, we continue the conversation with Pastor Mike Abendroth. Yeah, do you think there's a danger um, from the way that we are modeling uh, how we interpret Scripture in our counseling sessions? Um, like, for instance, if we, if we are consistently proof-texting in, proof in our counseling sessions, do you think that's going to set up, um, in the same way that a pastor models biblical interpretation from the pulpit and the people will, will likely follow the way he interprets scripture. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. You... Yeah. Now I understand. Right. Well, I, I think that's uh, insightful, Nan, because what happens is I regularly think to myself and try to teach young preachers, um, you are modeling uh, when you preach on Sunday morning how to study the Bible. And so some, right. of, some of the things that you do, you teach, they're caught, and some of the things are uh, um, they're, they're taught, some of the things are caught. And so what are you having the people catch? Well, the scriptures are important and we should dig deeply and we should not teach moralism and pietism. It's a Christ-centered approach. And so now you're showing them, oh, do you know what? If I'm a dad and I want to lead a worship service with my family, uh, I should maybe open up Exodus. I could just read it, try to explain it, talk about sin, talk about the triune nature of God and, and who Jesus is, the ultimate uh, deliverer, and because uh, that's what we've learned uh, from the pulpit. So it's the same thing if there's a counseling session that, and again, not everybody does this, but if the counseling right. session is, let's just work on behavior. And let's just work on what you're doing wrongly and then do the right thing and put on and put off without, and by the way, that's Ephesians language, put on, put off, without, here's who you are in Christ, Ephesians 1 to 3, then that would be awful. I know friends right. that don't do that, but other people, it's just a matter of I've got this behavior and I have to change it when, if I think law gospel paradigm in terms of hermeneutics, the law, of course, is good and holy and right and reflects God's immutable character, but it doesn't motivate. It doesn't give me, uh, as Michael Horton says, an animation to do anything. It just tells me I'm on course or off course. Mm -hmm. uh, I need the engine, the motivator. Um, the Lord Jesus and what he's done in my life and is doing in my life uh, to help me live a life of gratitude. And so even the guilt, grace, gratitude paradigm in Romans and then the Heidelberg Catechism, I'd want to make sure that was done. And it wasn't just, you know what, uh, you feel like somebody's chasing you. Yes. Well, um, here's what the Bible says about people when they're trying to run, uh, when nobody's chasing them. Um, so, it's just, I think they better, they, they ought to be careful because they are teaching their people, here's how we 
I hate to even use the word, so it's in air quotes now, use the Bible. Mm. Yeah. Now, I kind of, as we close, can, we've been, I don't, we're not, we haven't been negative towards biblical counseling, I don't think. I think we've just been, uh, as, as we do with anything, we just be cautious and, and, and think discerningly. Um, but so can biblical counseling be done with sound hermeneutics? I think it can be. I just would want, uh, here's how I would probably want things done. I would want uh, plenty of training in the other areas of the theological pyramid that I alluded to earlier, mm-hmm. uh, especially with systematic theology. Uh, I love biblical theology and the theme of redemption, uh, but I think in the days of our youth, with a lot of young people these days, young pastors, and uh, the desire to see the meta narrative and the themes, uh, I don't want them to forget systematic theology. And so I'd like to have people really trained in systematic theology. And I, I think my Nuthetic counseling friends would say they agree with that. Uh, I would want my Nuthetic counseling friends uh, to take a look at even their methodology. That is to say, there's a lot of talking. And so psychology, you go meet the person for 12 weeks, you go talk for an hour. Uh, Nuthetic counseling, you meet the people for 12 weeks in, in a row and you talk for an hour. Uh, the stuff that would, would lend itself more to discipleship and ministry uh, and one-on-one stuff in life outside of the talk uh, scenario, I, I would like that. Uh, we at our church, sometimes my wife will pull up some Nuthetic counseling things and uh, I think she's even going to do it with the ladies this fall. She'll watch some of the uh, Nuthetic counseling uh, messages and then sit with the ladies and then talk through it, right? So it's it's within the realm of a church that's talking a lot about the Lord Jesus. She's having the ladies read the Ortland book, Gentle and Lowly, which is all about Jesus. And then we uh, watch counseling stuff uh, together uh, and then talk about it after. And then you could say, oh, this is the good part and this is the stuff we should watch out for and let's make sure we don't fall into such and such. So I think there's a way we can do this um, uh, t- to make it so we just don't say, and I don't say, all of Nuthetic counseling uh, is a joke and um, it's, I, I, I don't want people to be involved. So that's why even shows like this, I don't know if it helps or hurts, but you can probably sense and feel that, you know, while I have some problems, I'm just not trying to say uh, every person does what I'm saying and it, therefore I've just got to, I've got to junk it. I, I just emailed a Nuthetic counseling friend today who does a counseling ministry, uh, uh, yesterday, excuse me, and asked for some resources on pornography. and. Mm-hmm. He sent me back Christ-centered things uh, so I could help some of our people with pornography. So if he's listening, (laughs) I hope we're still friends. (laughs) 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 I want solid hermeneutics. I don't want any kind of we're in the inner club with Gnosticism. I don't want a methodology that mirrors psychology. I don't want to have a a book that's used for just behavior modification as a book on how to live our lives, a how-to course in godly living. Uh, And I don't want pulpit ministry to be given a backseat to counseling. 
um, because I think that would be uh, wrong. I think we do a lot of counseling, uh, and that tends to be mainly from the pulpit, but then there needs to be people to come alongside and the one another's to help other folks who are really hurting. And uh, sometimes, though, we can't solve the problem. Uh, I think I always wanted to solve a problem, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But there are some problems that really it can't be solved. So we're going to have to teach our people how they can walk by faith with a limp, spiritual limp, because this problem can never go away or will never go away. And they need to still be focused on the Lord, who then they could say, even though he slay me or not healed me or take care of this issue, I'll still trust in him. Maybe the other thing I'd like to say to my euthetic counseling friends and those that do this, I'd say carry on, wonderful. Those that don't, I'd like to see them make sure they they look at the lives of the people who are really hurting and uh, struggling uh, with sin or the results of sin from someone else to see that the solution um, is a can be found in uh, Christology. I regularly say to the people, uh, even as I was preaching through the book of Hebrews, they, the recipients of that book, were displaced, they were persecuted, some have lost homes, some were in prison, who knows, some would die soon. And really the writer says, I want to make sure, since the key to the Christian sanctification is the just shall live by faith, we're walking by faith and not by sight. That shorthand for we're walking by faith in the risen Savior, the Lord Jesus, who promised to send one just like him, the Holy Spirit, uh, to dwell in us so that we would not be alone when he was ascended into the into the heavens. And so we need to make sure we understand uh, whether it's pornography or whether it's bulimia or whether it's some of these other things, that this is a Christological problem. And that is Christ can help us and Christ, uh, whether it's the power of salvation and he deals with pardoning sin or the other benefit, the re, the, the Puritans, uh, excuse me, the Reformers would talk about the, the, the duplex gratia, the double benefit of Christ's work. And that is the power of sin has been broken and that he uh, monergistically sanctifies us. And of course, we respond with good works and holy living. Uh, but to focus back on who Jesus is. And you know, really the good part about that name in my mind is it it, it doesn't, sometimes solve the problem in terms of the problem still there, but now I'm seeing my problem through the lens of the Lord Jesus, who in chapter 8 of Matthew uh, can touch a leper and heal the leper, uh, who, uh, who has enough power to raise up the centurion's servant without even going there. He, he can take care of Peter's mother, mother-in-law. He can walk on water. He can rebuke the wind and the waves. He can feed the 5,000. He can heal blind people. He can rebuke demons. Uh, he prays to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane and pours his heart out. And I just then begin thinking about who Jesus is. And then if I could think of Jesus in light of my problems— then that's the right way. It's back to my old grandmother-in-law, and she would always say, when you gaze upon the Lord and glance on your problems, uh, that's the way to live. But when you gaze on your problems and only glance at the Lord, um, things kind of fall apart. And in both those scenarios, the problems don't go away, but it's how do I see these problems in light of the Lord Jesus? That's the right way. 
And so I would, I would say, you know, when I, when I would do counseling, I regularly would give people books on who Jesus is, or maybe trusting God by Jerry Bridges to see the sovereignty of God. And I know other new counselors would do that too. And I would commend them for that. But instead of how do we change behavior and how do we deal with specifics on, uh, holiness and purity, we all default to this how-to moralism. I just want the problem to go away when I think I need to make sure I emphasize uh, not law to be technical, but I emphasize gospel, and that is grace incarnate, the Lord Jesus, who gives the double benefit of pardon and power. Mm. Mm, That's good work. And then what happens is, you know what? Um, it's never wrong to tell people, uh, let's make sure we get a good view of who Jesus is, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in every other area of life, uh, there can be good advice given. And uh, with common grace, maybe some good advice for even our problems, right? We ask maybe our unbelieving father on how to deal with some personal problem. And he's probably got good advice uh, to give because he's older and wise. Uh, But we as Christians need to make sure uh, that we're going to have a good long look at who the Lord Jesus is. And I think it's going to take people trained in theology to give that kind of advice. So while any Christian can give advice... Uh, I want to make sure those who call themselves counselors or those who would portray themselves as biblical counselors, kind of as an office or a, um, uh, a job or something like that, they need to make sure they understand uh, scriptures so much so mm. that they need to look at the book of James and say, James was the first New Testament book written. It doesn't talk a lot about Jesus, but it's not about behavioralism and behavior modification and moralism, even though it's got 54 imperatives and 108 verses. We need to teach those people, listen, Jesus has lived on earth and he's died and he's ascended. And uh, there's been no books written yet, but what he did happened. So how do I live in light of Jesus, the resurrected Savior? Answer, here's how I live in light of Jesus. I count it all joy in light of the cross. Uh, Even though it doesn't say in light of the cross, canonically, that's what happens. So that's just an illustration of we need to make sure we have people who are trained in Scripture if they're going to come across as the experts. Hmm. So if someone was interested in pursuing uh, more uh, hermeneutically sound biblical counseling, where would you direct them? Well, you know what? I don't even, I, I think if they ask their pastor, can you tell me, you know, ACBC's, the good things about them, the things to watch out for, uh, can we walk through this together? Uh, I would have them get systematic theology. Good one volume is uh, Burkhoff's systematic theology to read through that so they can understand categories. Uh, That new book that I referred to earlier about the Lord Jesus, Gentle and Lowly by Ortland. Uh, I don't know if it's it's Gavin or Dane. Dane Ortland. Uh, I would suggest uh, that they read The Gospel for Real Life by Jerry Bridges or The Discipline of Grace by Jerry Bridges so we can understand God's role and our role in terms of sanctification. Is it monergistic? Is it synergistic? Is it Christ-centered? I think those would be good ways to do it. And then if they, you know, I'm not afraid of biblical counseling. If somebody wants to watch an ACBC conference thing, that's fine. 
Uh, I don't like how much they charge for it. Uh, but but I would I would say, you know what, let's just start studying the Lord Jesus and uh, let's start figuring out sanctification. I, I guess maybe I could say it this way, Nam. I don't really think modern evangelicalism understands sanctification very well. When I ask somebody about sanctification, immediately they'll say, well, you know what? I'll work out your salvation with fear and trembling, Philippians 2. <laughs> God at work in you uh, to do and to will is good work. And that's their response. I believe that verse. That's true. But if our listeners could just pull up Westminster, Belgic, Heidelberg, London Baptist 1689, and go to sanctification and see what it says. Who is the sanctifier? I think from the get-go, we forget who's the sanctifier. And uh, do we respond with good works? Yes. Uh, Are we antinomians? No. Uh, But I don't even think we really get sanctification right. And so if we don't get that right, then how are we going to get helping people with sanctification right? (laughs) Right. So I would say... Read, read an old confession, read the Belgic Confession, and uh, read a couple of Jerry Bridges' book and, uh, books, and you will be on your way. Well, that is our time for today. I'd like to thank Pastor Avendroth once again for joining me on the Hermeneutics Podcast to discuss his concern over nuthetic hermeneutics. If you'd like to connect with me about today's episode, you can reach me on Twitter at, at hermeneuticspod. Again, that's at hermeneuticspod. Be sure to like, subscribe, and stay connected with the Hermeneutics Podcast as there is some exciting content to drop in the coming weeks to include, and I'm really excited to announce this, a conversation with Jared Longshore of Founders Ministries, an episode that I've entitled Woke Hermeneutics. Trust me, it's an episode that you won't want to miss.